What's up and welcome to the DualSense podcast for episode 166. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined, of course, as always, by your other co-host who's calling himself tonight just simply, is that Thorn or Thom? can't tell. <laughs> looks it's like Tom. Tom. It's Tom oh, it's, with an H. Okay. <laughs> it looks kind of like it could be Thorn to me, so yeah, uh, it's Tom. With, yeah, yeah. My, yeah. I'm getting old and shit, so... Uh, Tom or Thom, perhaps to some. How are you tonight? What's going on? Nice. I just thought I would add a, you know, a normal name, but add it in a random letter, like some people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, your given name is Travis. Of course. How could I forget to mention that? What uh, What was for dinner tonight? I've already shared my my answer with you, but I'm curious what you did tonight. Uh, we had the Mexican. Oh, you did. Well, you and me both are going to be headed for the toilet here in any moment. Because I yeah. had uh, the Olive Garden, as I told you. Mm-hmm. I think it's the olive oil that gets you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially the Alf- the Alfredo really gets me. I didn't get that tonight, but the Alfredo is really buttery, I think, or something. Yeah, butter right. does that. A lot, yeah. of, um, a lot of restaurants use a lot more butter than people use at home. Like, you'd be surprised how much butter they actually use when they cook. It's ridiculous. And it, it, it really, it really, right up. yeah, it'll lube you up real good. <laughs> yeah. Lubes my uh-huh. asshole right up. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh so uh, anything else going on did you, did you fire anybody this week uh yeah like three or four for for running out of time i think and another one what um happened? didn't didn't want to listen to his trainers because they were women and uh his his religion doesn't respect women so <laughs> this a is very, america a, a very nicely explained this is america and um our mm. culture is what's happening in his life right now so he needs to get on board or get out yeah I mean, in these United States, we, we do listen to women. So it is what it is. Anyway, Travis, what are we talking about? Let's talk about some PlayStation because we are a weekly podcast where you and I get together each and every week. We discuss all of the news, rumors, new game releases, and much more in the world of PlayStation. We do it all in under 90 minutes and share new episodes every Monday on all of the usual podcast services as well as the YouTube if you prefer to listen there. If uh, you do enjoy it, we would kindly ask that you leave us a rating or review on your podcast app or a like or comment on the YouTube. All are quite helpful to, uh, to us fighting the algorithm. If you want to chat with us, find us on social media. On X, we go by at the DualSense pod, but we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and threads as well. Our website is the DualSensePodcast.wordpress.com. You can get the shows there if you please. Show notes are lovely photos in our bios so please find us hit us up chat some playstation with us like many of you do we'd love to hear from you and uh, without further ado here let's jump into the news of the week starting with number one kotaku reported this week that playstation's flagship studio naughty dog is not immune to the layoff bug having released at least 25 employees ranging from art to production with most working in quality assurance The affected staff have reportedly been offered no severance and have been asked to, quote-unquote, keep the news quiet. Of course, Sony or Naughty Dog have offered no comment on the matter at this point. Kotaku also reported that the developer's The Last of Us multiplayer project is, quote-unquote, basically on ice at this point, though it has not been canceled outright. In related news, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier reported that PlayStation's push into live service games under outgoing CEO Jim Ryan has not been going smoothly behind the scenes, apparently. Schreier described the move towards service games as a quote-unquote uncomfortable pivot for 
PlayStation Studios, who for years have been known and constructed to create blockbuster single-player games. Which is to say that Naughty Dog appears to be front and center of this live-service struggle with its Last of Us project. Later in the week, it was discovered that Naughty Dog's principal monetization designer, Anders Howard, has left the studio. Howard, if you'll recall, was most known for designing the Battle Pass system for Fortnite at Epic Games before coming to Naughty Dog. And sticking with The Last of Us news for a moment, rumors popped up on Friday that Naughty Dog is actively developing a remastered version of The Last of Us Part Two, according to the LinkedIn profile of lead outsource artist Mark Pajarillo. Pajarillo, maybe. Maybe that's how you say it. <laughs> it's a move that is all but certain, considering that the game's composer, Gustavo Santoala, Santu Santoayaua, I always struggle with that guy's it's a name. Cartel. That's a, that is a cartel. It's a Santoala cartel. Anyway, Gustavo has also said publicly in recent months that he has worked on a new version of the game, including himself and in motion capture being able to uh, request or play songs that the player requests of him. So uh, anyway, what do you make of all of this? Uh, the last of us news here. Yeah, do we need a, do we need a uh, digital Gustav to play music for us? I don't need a composer in the game. It's very weird. I mean, I mean he, he does put, he does make bangers in his, in his defense. They're bangers. I, I guess so I'm going to stop in the middle of a shootout. So I can press X on Gustav. <laughs> yeah i mean every week we're hearing about people being released so you had to you had to assume it will come around to a, like you know a more well-known studio i think that to me when you listed off the departments they were from that that didn't seem like a big shock to me <laughs> like yeah it just seems like you could find that or outsource that type of thing if you needed to like mm-hmm. as you were talking i was thinking you know a quality assurance a business where you basically offered quality assurance a la carte like that seems like it would be a pretty good pretty pretty good money maker at this point because people don't really need that at all times so i don't know just a thought there you know if you want to get wild and go out on our own and make a you know make a bunch of money um but anyway <laughs> you know them, them being asked to keep quiet is um i find that very annoying like mm-hmm. why right because you're afraid of what negative feedback you're going to get like if you have to cut oh, people yeah. you got to cut them like it's not I don't. I don't. I don't think you. I don't think that Sony or Naughty Dog goes anybody an explanation when they fire people or when sure. they cut people. So, like, what does it matter if they tell people they don't have to answer? They shouldn't feel obligated. And even if they want to answer, what, I just don't understand. It's, it's really weird to me that you tell them to be quiet. It just seems not dishonest, but it just seems. Um, I don't know. Insecure. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but the most interesting thing I thought about this whole story was the live service um, struggle. You know, when I, when you talk about PlayStation's move into live service, the two games that always stick out to me are the Division's Heartland and the Last of Us multiplayer game. And both of those, where are they, right? And and as you said in the story, the Last of Us multiplayer is on ice, right? And then you're talking about how this live service has been a bit of a struggle behind the scenes. And, you know, if you've listened to the show, you've heard us when you know they made the announcement hey we're going to push this live service thing like we both groaned like like what are we doing like we make blockbusters we make single player games like this is a thing that we do we make basically video game movies in a way oh yeah definitely like why do we need to do live service like we can have third parties do that and they can come on the platform like that's not what we do like you know i mean you don't ask you don't ask tom brady to be a scrambling quarterback right so Mm -hmm. that's I don't know. So to see it kind of struggling, it, I mean, it shouldn't make me happy, but in a way it does because it's like just 
I want them to completely forget about it and move on. Honestly, like if it's this difficult and we're spending this much time and resources and thinking power and talent on this thing, and it's barely working for something like, you know, life services are so finicky. It's like, why? Like we could be having yeah. things we never even thought about in, in, in a single player world. Right. And I don't know, like, to me, like, you know, Ghost of Tsushima Legends was great online. They could just throw something like that to get and throw it together. I'm being facetious, yeah. but they could make something like that for The Last of Us, right? It doesn't have to be standalone. It could be, I don't know. So that, that I thought was really interesting. The crazy thing about that is that they, that they already have the framework for that because the first The Last of Us game had, you know, a multiplayer component that mm-hmm. was essentially Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Right. And... You know, they 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 made the choice to make it more than that, and they didn't have to. They could have just, you know, given everybody what they wanted from the beginning, which is just a more, you know, just a next gen sequel to the multiplayer mode from the yeah. first game. But, but it almost feels like the momentum now is pulling away from that. Like you know, Jim's leaving, so it almost feels like yeah. we might get this reeled in a little bit with the, with it, the, depending on who they hire. But mm-hmm. the, honestly, like I thought that was the most interesting thing of the news bulletin. But the thing that actually raised my flag was Andrew's leaving because he hasn't been there very long. No, less than a year. The, that's interesting. That's really yep. interesting to me. So I don't know why that's, we'll probably never know why, but like what, what flag is that telling us, right? That mm-hmm. maybe they are pulling back on the live service and he doesn't feel like um, right. his services are needed or is it the change in leadership, right? Maybe he, maybe he doesn't like the direction there's something that he yeah. doesn't like there obviously like i don't know that that i think might be a more definitely of an issue down the line than any of the other things on this on this list yeah i think you know him him leaving the howard guy definitely is a huge red flag less than he's been there less than a year like you said he either he either does not like the direction that the project is going uh, Naughty Dog might not like the way the direction the project is going, or the project has been canceled, uh, or it could be maybe it's been rebooted. You know, all t- maybe they're just going to go back to the drawing board on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I've said this before when we first heard that this was going to be delayed or or whatever, because I I 100% believe this was supposed to be out this year. Uh, I think that's pretty obvious yeah. to me. And yeah. I, you know, I. I Nothing against Bungie, you know. No, nothing against Bungie. Destiny's great. Um, they obviously have some magic sauce over there. But I guess the point I'm making is, what do we do? We really not trust Naughty Dog enough to make whatever this evolution of multiplayer is for The Last of Us themselves. If and I guess what I'm trying to say is if Bungie had never come along, if Bungie was never in the equation, mm-hmm. are we are we really saying that we would have not have trusted Naughty Dog as is to get this out and to achieve their vision for whatever they were trying to do with the this new multiplayer for The Last of Us? Yeah, feels that way. And yeah, which is to say that, again, are we going to continue to put this much stock into what Bungie says? Because, I mean, the way it reads, the way it has been reported is... Bungie essentially said, hang on, this isn't good enough to go. You guys need to go back on this, on how to keep players engaged long term. Meanwhile, people are still playing the original multiplayer mode from the first game. So, <laughs> right. I mean, to this day, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not tens of thousands of people or anything like that, I'm sure. But so I don't know. I still find that whole component of this 
situation with the last of us multiplayer game to be odd in my opinion um you know i get they're trying to set up a framework for some type of live service game pipeline but i just it's weird that all of a sudden bungie comes into the picture and then we can't trust naughty dog to do what they're good at which is make games granted not a single player game but they've made a multiplayer you know game for this for this ip before so yeah and to me it reads like just somebody who's you know now that i've had a real job for a decade it almost it almost reads like (laughs) bungie came in and was just like wanted to show everybody they were the fucking big dog like here's my dick on the table you fuck you Mm -hmm. whatever you did isn't good enough i don't care you're gonna Mm -hmm. do it my way or get the fuck out and maybe Mm -hmm. that's part of why anders left maybe he didn't feel comfortable in that work environment but like you said that's a good point you made like like why would we not trust them at this point like they've done more than enough to earn the trust yeah in other words like don't get me wrong i'm super excited about hell divers too as i've talked about i've already pre-ordered like i'm all in like one of my most anticipated games of next year but what we're saying here, or what we're seeing, because presumably Helldivers 2 went through the same process that the Last of Us game went through at Bungie, right? You because it is, a, it, is a, it is a PlayStation published game. So what we're saying is that Helldivers 2, which granted has been in development for like eight years by the time it comes out, we're saying Helldivers 2 was more, more polished, had it, had it shit more together than the Last of Us and more than Naughty Dog. And I'm, I'm not certain that I'm buying that is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, I guess at the 10,000 foot level, it does sound like this game is in trouble. Uh, This standalone multiplayer game. Can PlayStation really afford to cancel what essentially was going to be their first big flagship live service game? You know, at least from PlayStation Studios directly. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a question worth asking i think it if they do cancel it they just shit can it all together i think it's a bad omen uh and i think that you know at least for this initiative of live service games and to be honest you know i I, to your point earlier i would be fine if they just stuck to making you know single player blockbuster games and then let some of these new teams uh like haven that's making the fair games and um firewalk i think he's making that concord game like what the new unproven studios try their hand at live service multiplayer games and let the other teams do what they're good at. You know, you got to play to your strengths. So we'll see. We'll see. Also very keen for a PS5 version of The Last of Us 2. Been waiting for it to uh, play that game again. So totally for that. It's definitely going to be at 70 bucks, by the way. I don't know how they're going to get away with that considering there's no DLC, but they're going to they're gonna charge $70 for that without a question. <laughs> Number two. PlayStation owners can now enjoy Sony Pictures Group movies directly from their PS4 and PS5 consoles, as Sony announced that the app formerly known as Bravia Core has been rebranded to Sony Pictures Core and is now available on both PlayStation systems. The app offers direct access to rent or buy nearly 2,000 Sony films. Going a step further, PlayStation Plus Premium and Deluxe subscribers will get access to a curated catalog of up to 100 movies all of which will be ad-free, and they'll rotate occasionally. Sony says additional benefits will be added for PlayStation Plus members in the future as well. And in related news to that, a rumor popped up later in the week that Sony was planning to add anime app Crunchyroll as part of the PlayStation Plus premium tier at some point in the future. Okay, so what do you think about 
the uh, the film, uh, I guess, perk of PlayStation Plus Premium and the potential for further uh, non-gaming perks like this, I guess. So, so you're telling me I got 2,000 movies for free now? Just download this little thing? You have 100. But you can rent or buy up to 2,000. Oh, yeah, I can read. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I'm not interested. <laughs> the 100 yeah, isn't yeah. exciting because it could just be a bunch, it's going to be a bunch of bullshit. It's going to be like, uh, I don't yeah. know. It's going to be like Pirates of the Caribbean and I know it's this movie, but you get the idea. It's going to yeah. be that and then it's going to be like, you know, Gremlins 8. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I looked at the list earlier today and you're spot on. It's like, yeah. should have never heard of. It's like Sniper, Sniper Land 3 and then it's like Looper <laughs> and like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah Looper is like, oh yeah, okay, cool. We got a, a, yeah. a B tier AAA movie. Um, yeah. It's it's not terrible. I don't think it's a it's an awful idea. I think... Um, yeah. honestly, I think Crunchyroll being added to premium is a much better deal than, than Sony sure. picture core. But, um, sure. I like the idea of Sony picture core, you know, like I like the idea of it, right? Like, I think there could be some value there in the future if they, they could even tear that out too, where you get a hundred and then, you know, if you, if you're on premium, maybe you get access to 500 and you have a better selection. Like, yeah, I think there's a decent way you could kind of play with it. But, um, honestly, like. It's the best news for premium that I've I've heard since premium was existed. Like adding a Crunchyroll, I think, really gives value for a lot of people. Um, not necessarily yeah. me, but like freaking everybody that I know that's under twenty five seems to love anime. So you're mm-hmm. definitely gonna have a niche there. Plus, it's a Japanese company. Like it's just right. It's just right in their alley, man. Like, sure. and I think it's a really good idea, honestly. Yeah, I makes sense to me. I, I think, you know, generally speaking, I'm for adding these ancillary. Uh, benefits to the service uh, PlayStation Plus yeah. and you know this would this have softened the blow from several weeks back when they increased the pricing of PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. maybe very slightly not much uh, because to your point you know this isn't a terribly great value it's only Sony owned films and it's a lot of old stuff uh, in, in terms of the 100 movies it's a lot of old stuff it's you know not going to blow you away. The crunchy roll thing will be huge for a lot of people, especially if they make it to where like it's just included with your PlayStation plus premium. Oh Yeah. I, I think to your point, that's a really supreme value for a lot of people because anime is having a huge moment right now where it's just, it's very, it's more mainstream now than ever. Yeah. There's anime for everything, by the way, there's like volleyball oh, yeah. anime. There's anime where a girl is like a teacher, but then she does karaoke death core at night. <laughs> I've, I've learned all this at work. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I learned some of it too from some of the guys that work for me. So, and they're older. They're older than me, even, and they love it. So, uh, it's definitely having a moment. But, um, you know, I'm definitely for for these sort of premium add-ons. Microsoft does some of this stuff a little bit with Game Pass. Um, I know you get some. You get some of these kind of these perks and discounts and premium subscriptions and whatnot. So, uh, you know, it's a nice little move. But uh, we'll see how they can continue to enhance our value moving forward, most likely by increasing our membership subscription price. So anyway, (laughs) number three, another rumor from a credible source appeared this week suggesting that God of War Ragnarok DLC is in development after tier voice actor Ben Prendergast, Jesus, what a name, teased that his character will make another appearance earlier in the year. And Insider the Snitch said that work on the DLC is around 60% done. Now, film leaker and very credible leaker, I should say, Dear Anon has said that it is happening as well. In a response on X to a post from IGN about standalone expansions being more prolific nowadays, 
Anon wrote, quote, IGN's bang on here. This is how you cut the gap between released while also maybe getting greener teams work on the half sequel with established tools and support. Santa Monica is working on new God of War stuff, and I wonder whether it will be Ragnarok DLC or a half sequel, end quote. So what do you make of this idea of the sort of half sequel like uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty and, and things like that? Yeah, I like, I like the idea of a half sequel DLC being, being the same thing. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the best explanation I can think of, honestly. Um, yeah. It's it's a nice little... I remember when like, we played PS1 and PS2 games, you finish a story, you'd always kind of wonder if there was more or what they left on the table. And right. I think I think maybe by doing this, it gives studios a chance to um, you know, expand on the story and the lore a little bit. So mm-hmm. you could even like, you know, if there's an ancillary character that for some reason, you know, takes off in the zeitgeist, right? You could build that in to mm. your DLC and play with it. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of advantages there. I think that you could, you could play to your strength or whatever, but um, no, it's interesting. I, I think it's, it keeps you relevant too in a way, but as long as you don't over flood it. Right. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I can't get over the fact that <laughs> I just, it blows my mind that these people, how do these people fucking know this shit? It's I don't know. like, I don't understand. Like, he, I don't, is it Jim Ryan with a burner account? Like, how do you know this? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely people. I felt like, in my, like, I felt like it's like, you know, like me and you, like if, I mean, if, like, if you worked at PlayStation, you know, I'd be like, Hey, Travis, are they, are they doing the thing? Like, are they making, you know, they're making the fucking yeah. thing or what? And he'd be like, yeah. But, nah. Or nah, you know, like, yeah. and then I then you know I'd go to Twitter with my snitch burner account, I'm like yeah, they're sixty uh, percent done on the thing. Yeah, you just they're, can't uh, can't, yeah, can't SOCOM sixty percent done. Right. Yeah, and then I came everywhere. It's SOCOM was sixty percent done. <laughs> yeah, so it made you SOCOM. I think, um, <laughs> but no, I, to his point though, I think it's really cool. I, I hadn't really considered the the thought process of like, yeah, put your greener team or some of your new hires on it to get them kind of, you know, it's already a thing, you know, successful just to let them, you know, get their feet wet and kind of see what the stress looks like and the expectations are. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he's even saying that tells me that that's one of the main reasons they're probably doing that. Cause it's, it seems like it's a, it's a win-win for them, right? It it gives the fans something, they're making money. It's letting their team stay sharp. Like it just seems like everybody Mm -hmm. wins across the board. Sure. You know, I, I, I don't have a problem with the the idea of a half sequel or you know the the expand alone, uh, you know the standalone <laughs> expansion. So mm-hmm. no no problem with that per se. Uh, I I think doing something like that. I think I said this after I finished the game, but I think doing something like that for God of War Ragnarok specifically makes a lot of sense. Uh, like you were saying, there's a side, you know, there's some side characters in there who I think could warrant having their own sort of little story with you know within the story i think that makes a lot of sense um would be fine with having something like that to hold us over to whatever santa monica's next project is and the quality and scale and value of phantom liberty for cyberpunk 2077 recently i think has reinforced what uh can be done in that space because it took them for three years almost to make that and we have talked about on the show how these games are taking five the the a full game from start to finish is taking five six seven years to make now so if you can spend two 
and a half to three years making, you know, a half sequel then to, to sort of fill the gaps, then by all means. And uh, I saw earlier before we were recording, there's a, uh, I think his name's Nick um, Shep, Shep Shaw, Shep Shaw. I don't know. He's on an Xbox podcast, but he's, he's a connected guy. He said that he has heard of some more of these like half sequels mm-hmm. from PlayStation that are in the works. Um, apparently there's a rumor that they're doing something with infamous. I, it hasn't, this all, this all has me wondering if the last of us part two remaster that we were talking about earlier, like, could it be a remaster of part two, but then also include DLC within it Mm -hmm. potentially. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of permutations to what this could look like, but uh, definitely not, definitely not opposed to the half sequel. And all I'm thinking about right now is how GTA six is going to have these all the time. And, yeah, you know, just gonna yeah. one after the other, one after the other. Yeah, um, almost I mean, like that's you know, we get that with GT Online, but I think the, the yeah. half sequel will let you. Now that that's kind of a thing, it'll let them have. Hey, we added twenty hours of missions. You get to play as whatever the character is next time. So I think that's. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be willing to branch into that because that's an easy easy way for them to make money. Sure, definitely. Number four, PlayStation released the most downloaded games on the PlayStation Store for the month of September this week. On PlayStation 5, the most downloaded game was NBA 2K24, followed by Baldur's Gate 3, Mortal Kombat 1, EA Sports FC 24, Madden 24, The Crew Motorfest, Payday 3, GTA 5, Lies of P, Cyberpunk 2077, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Rainbow Six Siege, Armored Core 6, Marvel's Avengers, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Modern Warfare 2, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Spider- and Spider-Man Remastered at number 20. On PS4, the top downloaded game was, of course, NBA 2K24, followed by EA Sports FC 24, Minecraft, Red Dead Redemption 2, Madden 24, GTA 5, Need for Speed Heat, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, Injustice 2, Black Ops 3, The Forest, Red Dead Redemption, yeah, The Crew Motorfest, Titanfall 2, The Hunter Call of the Wild, Batman Arkham Knight, Modern Warfare 2, Need for Speed Payback, Game Beast, and Rainbow Six Siege at 20. On PSVR 2, the most downloaded game was Arcade Shooter Crossfire Sierra Squad, followed by Beat Saber, Pavlov, Hellsweeper VR, Alvo VR, Job Simulator, Creed Rise to Glory, Championship Edition, Walkabout Mini Golf, Swordsman VR, and Firewall Ultra at number 10. And then over on free to play, finally, here, the most downloaded game was Fortnite, of course, followed by a newcomer, My Hero Ultra Rumble, and Warzone at number three. So, what do you uh, make of the list here? Anything stand out? Uh, the only thing I have to say about VR is do we need to keep putting VR in the title? You know, we're not, it's not <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not it drives Payday me 3 crazy. PS5. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it drives me crazy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, I think it just the stuff like that makes it seem niche. Like, I don't know. Just let it yeah. stand alone. Yeah, let yeah. it stand alone. Just, it's Alvo, right? That's all it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, happy to see the forest back and totally accurate battle simulator. That's all I have to say about PS4. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all, all on board for those. As far as the five goes, nothing surprising at the top there except for the crew the crew at six to me is surprising i didn't expect that i was thinking maybe 10th 
it's got some decent reviews. Um, the crew to me is just Forza on Xbox. It's like our our yeah, version of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Although neither of them are really for me in a way, but I, you know, it's just it's interesting to me that it's there. I'm glad to see Payday still in the top ten despite its uh, horrific server issues. That's yeah. you know really good for them, and um, I'm surprised to see Marvel's back up there, Avengers. So mm. I know I know why it's there, right? They're, aren't they taking it down? But yeah, correct. Just interesting to see it have a little you know little a little death gasp there. Yeah, final breath, a little final breath. It, uh, like you said, it was on sale for four ninety. No, I'm sorry, three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It was on sale for three ninety nine up until its permanent delisting from the PlayStation Store, which happened on September the thirtieth. So, everyone getting in on their uh, on the last gasp, as you said there, on a, on a what is a wonderful game, and for four dollars, a no fucking brainer, absolutely no brainer for four dollars. So, uh, some things that stand out to me: Baldur's Gate three and number two on PS five beating out. EA Sports FC, Madden 24, that, you know, that's, that's hard to do. It goes to show you, and that's, you know, it's a, it's an RPG. It's a turn-based computer RPG, and it beat out, you know, two of the, the, the biggest selling games of the year uh, for the month. So it'll be interesting to watch its trajectory uh, going forward. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, Payday 3, that surprises me there, uh, that it's, that's there so high. Uh, shows you that people were, were pretty excited about it. And uh, got a wet blanket thrown on him pretty quick after it launched with the server issues. Uh, the other one that uh, stood out to me was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I know we talked about how it sold 4 million copies or had 4 million players or whatever in the last few weeks. But it's, uh, you know, being in the top 15 there, that's huge for a asymmetric multiplayer horror game. It's very niche and uh, it's, it's, it's high on the list. So uh, happy for the, the lads over at Gun Media. and. Uh, in our native state here. And uh, then Spider-Man, everybody's getting primed up for Spider-Man 2 by downloading the first two games there. Let's see. PS4, The Forest, hanging around like a hair in a biscuit, as always. Titanfall 2 on there, having its moment, uh, because apparently it's getting like shadow updates and stuff, so it's it's having a moment right now of, of a resurgence uh, on, on PC in particular, but obviously on PS4. On PSVR 2, Firewall Ultra, really not doing too great. You know, 10, I don't think is very good uh, for a game that launched at the end of August. Not having a whole lot of staying power. It's a big it's a big release from PlayStation Studios for PSVR 2. And um, I think it's had a rocky launch as well, for sure. So that's part of it. But uh, Crossfire Sierra Squad being number one. Uh, it's a pretty good game, too. And then uh, My Hero Ultra Rumble. I have no idea. I know that's an anime thing, speaking of, but uh, apparently uh, people were excited about that too and free to play. Number five, we also have a bunch of news nuggets as well. Travis, feel free to jump in here. First nugget, Dice Revealed Battlefield 2042 Season 6 Dark Creations this week, which adds a new entirely indoor map called Redacted. Three new weapons, new gadgets, a new 100-tier battle pass, and more. And it begins October the 10th. And I can't fucking wait. So far away. <laughs> it is. I'm pretty stoked for this. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, definitely excited for the map. I like that it's indoor. I think it'll be fun. Hopefully mm-hmm. it plays well because <laughs> it looks cool to me. Um, yeah. Always stoked for the new weapons because I'm sure a couple of them will just be completely overpowered and it'll be a blast for a few weeks. Oh, yeah. uh, but like I told you, I'm already annoyed at the new helicopter or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. I already hate it. Yeah. 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 But no, I think too- it'll be cool. 
Yeah, the little two-player Chinook bike thing. Yeah, we should get in it and die immediately. Oh, 100%. Apparently, apparently the new map is pretty good. Our our buddy Flackfire, you know, our uh, mm-hmm. our squad our squad mate, Flackfire. Guy, guy we play with. <clears> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been playing it in the preview that they've been having. By the way, uh, got invited to do the preview and uh, couldn't do it because I have a day job. But uh, that really bummed <laughs> me out. So uh, can be, You can be Flackfire. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't be Flagfire, but uh, he he said that the map is is good. The redacted map's very good, so that yeah, it gives me hope. He told uh, us when he, we talked personally in our Discord ch- channel that we're all friends on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, and the new weapons look dope. It's an assault rifle that looks like a FAMAS. It's a, a marksman rifle, and then there is a pistol, a new pistol that looks pretty dope as well. So, oh my god, excited. you know you know that I love pistols. Um, yeah. I'm going to go out and let me tell you that the uh, marksman rifle is already perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looks dope. Oh, God. This would be great. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait. Anyway, then they're teasing also some type of uh, in-game event around Halloween. So I think there might maybe be like some proper zombies, cyborg shit going on uh, around Halloween. So sounds fun. Also, next nugget here, Fallout 76 is getting a new Atlantic City-themed update on December the 5th that will see players head to the boardwalks of New Jersey to uh, kill Steve Buscemi. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I thought this game was dead. I didn't know people were still, uh, still playing no, this. Apparently, yeah, apparently it's still kicking. Yeah, I'm curious. Never, ma- it never makes the download list, but apparently it's still kicking. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I think it could be really... Well, I, like you said, I think that... Boardwalk Empire, Atlantic City would be fun. I don't want to do Trump Tower, Atlantic City. <laughs> sure, sure. Also, Project Wingman 59, a flight, a combat flight simulator game released on PS5 this week, and it also features six missions playable on PSVR 2, if you're interested. What era is this in? It's the modern one. Oh, fuck that. That's not any fun. <laughs> Also, Eerie Fishing Game Dredge, which is a wonderful game, is getting its first expansion on November the 16th called The Pell Reach. And developer Black Salt Games revealed that another expansion is already in the works called The Iron Rig. So that's what I call my junk. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Also, story-driven adventure game Salt Sea Chronicles is releasing on October the 12th for PS5. Wholesome action adventure puzzler The Gecko Gods was announced for PlayStation and is launching next year. Pistol Whip received its 13th free content update this week called Elixir of Madness, which brings spooky music to the game just in time for Halloween. That's what I call my junk. <laughs> Elixir of Madness? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Beat Saber received a Lincoln Park. Here we fucking go. Uh, Mike Shinoda music pack this week on both PlayStation VR and PlayStation VR 2. It features hit songs like Numb Encore, Crawling, Lost, and an unreleased Shinoda song called Already Over, among others. Kind of so many thoughts. When do we get the Chester <laughs> Bennington edition? <laughs> yeah. Whenever you, also wife mean, his, go ahead. you also mean the unplayed Shinoda song called Already Over because nobody's playing that. Oh, correct. Correct. Okay. Nobody's here for Mike Shinoda. Mike, listen, Mike's fine. Okay. Right. Big part of Lincoln Park, but he's no Chester. We're not, no we're not listening to Lincoln Park for Mike. No offense, Mike. We're here for Chester. No. He's got pipes. And yeah, he's, he's got... got yeah, he does. Dude, he fucking... Like, he brings the power to that band. Mike, Mike's yeah. good. Mike's fine. But, listen. Don't need it. Sorry. No. 
Listen, like, Hybrid Theory, one of the best rock albums ever, first yeah. of all. Also, their first and best album that they ever made. You might as well say only album. Yeah, true. <laughs> they recently released some more songs from that era. Um, for whatever oh, reason. I, I, and they're yeah, decent. I've, they're not bad. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't you guys just keep doing that? Like, anyway, right, right. I know, though. I'm not an artist. Um, Isn't that weird that bands sit on unreleased songs? Like, I don't get it at all, especially when your new shit sucks. Yeah, <laughs> right. Anyway, cool. Good for him. You would only have been more excited if it was fucking Creed. Oh, absolutely. I'm waiting for the Creed music pack. I'm telling you right now, I need a fucking SingStar game with Creed, Linkin Park, Matchbox 20, Breaking Benjamin. Like, let's make I do happen. love I do love Matchbox 20. I love I love yeah. some good Rob Thomas. Listen. Yeah. Sophomore year of high school, our our uh, algebra teacher was playing Creed when we would work on on a math homework during class, and I made out with a girl this. behind a cardboard box with Creed was on sophomore year. Look at math. you, look at you, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, look at you, yeah, fucking so proud. Yeah, well, arms were wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the only thing. All right, next thing yeah. here, altruistic. <laughs> Altruistic co-op platformer Karmazoo is launching November 14th for PS5. Website Video Games Chronicle reported that five former Ubisoft employees have been detained by French police investigating allegations of sexual assault and harassment at the company. Or harassment, as they say over there, probably. Along those lines, PlayStation subsidiary Bungie has been sued by a former HR manager who is claiming that she was wrongfully dismissed after reporting instances of racism at the studio. I feel like the HR manager would know. <laughs> I mean, you would think. <laughs> also, Sony has quietly updated the free game offer for new PS5 owners that we've discussed recently. The fine print now states that only invited users can redeem the offer of a free game, though it is unclear what the criteria is for an invite. So, uh, you know, just PlayStation being PlayStation, they do these things from time to time, as we discussed last week. Yeah, conspiracy me says nobody gets that offer. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, exactly. Only certain people get it, meaning nobody. Also, Rockstar Games updated the Red Dead Redemption PS4 port this week to add a 60 frames per second mode when playing in backwards compatibility on PS5. The recently canceled Sega shooter Hyenas was the company's biggest budget game ever. It was reported this week, which blows my fucking mind. The axing of the project apparently boiled down to a lack of direction, a disruptive engine change, and overly cautious design choices. I'd say that'll do it, but that's their biggest right. budget game ever, Hyenas. That is that's so wild. fucking crazy to me. The last thing annoys me so much, overcautious. Yeah. Like, yeah. that could mean anything, but also, sure. I guess if your budget's that big, you're worried about blowing it up. I guess there's a reason people like me don't have jobs like that because, yeah, because I would just be going for it. Like, oh man, dude, we our budget's fifty million. Like, all right, let's have some fun and yeah, I wouldn't be thinking about that. Like, I would just be doing stuff I thought was cool, and it it probably <laughs> would lack direction, but at least I wouldn't make cautious design choices. Right. But yeah. Put a put a dick on his head. Go for it. <laughs> Oh, also, PlayStation Studio Housemark announced that they are moving into a brand new building by the end of next year. The new, facil- <laughs> the new facility will be in Finland's capital of Helsinki and come with some of the modern touches that newer developers enjoy, as in how as in house uh, such as in house audio facilities and more. Yeah, running water, electricity. Running water. <laughs> yeah, snack bar, microwave. Yeah, they got one of those athlete snack bars from the University of Michigan. Next nugget. 
Activision president Rob Kostich revealed this week to GamesBeat that they have Call of Duty games planned through 2027, with nearly 3,000 employees working on the franchise, which is insane. It'll all get leaked one day. <laughs> yeah, we'll know all about all of those here in the next few months. Also, a bunch of Cyberpunk 2077 news came out this week, including that developer CD Projekt Red has plans to release a complete edition of the game that includes the Phantom Liberty expansion. They also revealed that they are working on a live-action film or TV project of some sort, another animated project with the studio Trigger, and that the game's sequel may be third-person rather than first-person. And finally, CD Projekt said that Cyberpunk 2077 has crossed 25 million units sold since launching in 2020. Okay, so more Cyberpunk on the way. No shock there. As is normally the case, PlayStation players will be getting exclusive content in Modern Warfare 3. It was revealed this week, including an operator pack and weapon blueprints called Lockpick. So there's that. Last year's game, I think it was that Oni, the Oni guy. We got a bunch, or was that? Yeah, that was. That was last year. Oni. Also, The Verge reported that Microsoft is planning to finalize its acquisition of Activision Blizzard King on October the 13th. So, almost there. Developer Telltale Games is the latest to be affected by staff layoffs in the industry, with the studio telling Jeff Keighley this week that they have had to cut employees due to, quote-unquote, difficult market conditions. In other words, their games are not selling. <laughs> Website Gaming Nexus, the wonderful lads at Gaming Nexus, reported this week that iRacing has acquired the license to developer to develop NASCAR simulation games, excuse me, for consoles, with a new game already planned for PlayStation in 2025. It's a big news. It's interesting. NASCAR games have sucked for years. Mm-hmm. iRacing made the World of Outlaws game, which has some decent reviews and is uh, pretty good. It's it's one of the better dirt physics games you could play on console. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they have the best sim on PC. Like it, there's, it just doesn't get better than iRacing, especially with you know the the way you can do endurance races and so on and so forth, and the leagues and everything, and the damage. Mo- everything about it is great. Uh, you yeah. know, except for the net code sometimes. So, you know, I, I'm interested to see how this plays out for them. I understand why they did it. You know, part of it is iRacing has a really big relationship with Dale Earnhardt Jr., who is obviously a big Mm. spokesperson for nascar so it makes sense in a lot of ways for them like i told you earlier like if they keep if they're making a world of outlaws and they're going to make nascar like eventually do i need to buy a racing so Mm. i think it's i think it's it's something to be hopeful for if you're missing a, a a nascar game sure sure sounds dope to me website push square reported that sony has partnered with adidas adidas to produce a spider man 2 themed shoes and equip or and apparel excuse me which will launch the same day as the game on October the 20th. And uh, wow. the shoes do look cool, well, I have to admit. Do you know who else got new Adidas shoes this last week? Adidas? Who? Corn. Uh, no way. Get the fuck out of here. Corn, okay? Yeah, look it up. Yeah, there's two versions. There's a white and the black version. What the, the black fuck is, is suede, the white's leather. They waited, you know, they, that song that Corn made came out in what, like 94? So it's only been 20 years, 30 years. No, what? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Nobody likes corn. Nobody. <laughs> I'm sorry, nobody likes corn. Uh, They're not good. I don't know anybody that likes corn. That's a good point. I don't know anybody that does. I've never, never heard wa- somebody even say I like corn. Yeah, I've never heard anybody. No one has ever said that. I've been alive for 34 years. No one has ever said to me, 
Corn is my favorite band. Yeah. I've literally heard people say I like ICP. I've never heard people say I like corn. Yeah. It's it's a fucking farce. It's fairy it's Fugazi. It's fairy dust. Anyway. Also <laughs> developer Starbreeze claims that they have finally stabilized the payday three servers this week and also shared a content roadmap. The game's first DLC called the Syntax Error will Perfect. arrive this winter. Yeah, why do they call it fucking server error? <laughs> For real. They did delay another update till the middle of this month, though. That was supposed okay. to drop this week, so there's that. Well, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll get to find out this weekend if it's really real. Oops. Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. We're going to fuck around to find out. Next nugget, adding to the widespread layoffs that we discussed last week and this week now, Indie publisher Team 17 is the latest to suffer staff reductions as approximately 50 jobs have been cut and CEO Michael Pattison is also leaving. So uh, all the way to the top. Everybody's everybody's cutting jobs, losing people. Cult hit PvEVP first-person shooter Hunt Showdown is finally getting a native PS5 version in April of next year. It will be a free upgrade for PS4 owners of the game. And developer Crytek also announced that once the PS5 version launches, support for the PS4 version will cease altogether. Mm. And uh, they're also updating the Cry engine, uh, Mm. which is their proprietary engine to uh, make some improvements. I like these guys. Yeah, I'm I'm keen for this because I think that game's underrated. And, um, you know, it does run at 60 frames on Mm. PS5 now. Uh, A proper PS5 version is, is welcome. Next nugget here, co-op alien horde shooter from space is coming to PS4 and PS5 on October the 12th. And this uh, strikes me as like a Dead Nation, alienation type of game uh, watching the trailer. Also, first person survival horror game Death Relives was announced for PS5. And following up on last week's report that Sony has been hacked, the Japanese firm confirmed this week that nearly 7,000 current and former employees have had their personal information compromise so doesn't seem like it's extended to the user uh yet i I watched a a vice documentary maybe or something it was on youtube it was they were talking about the black market and how like Hmm. different nationalities so like if somebody wants to steal your identity they go there's these these people that you can use right i'm gonna call them a fence but like you know like an american identity is like two hundred fifty dollars. If you want mm. one from Guatemala, it's like fifty. Like there's like they're all priced out, and apparently it's like <laughs> these. It's not difficult for these guys to like find identities for these people to like basically take and open up credit lines and stuff. So I, I think my point is is um I think they could do it anyway, regardless of what happened to these seven thousand employees. <laughs> sure, sure, definitely. Also, website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that a group of former Bioware employees are suing the Mass Effect and Dragon Age studio for, quote-unquote, shortchanging their severance packages. Blizzard Entertainment announced that it is shutting down Overwatch League at the end of 2023. Is there an Overwatch 2 League? I, I think they're one and the same. I think they're one. Maybe not. Maybe not. That's a good point. It just point. seems like Perhaps we should not. That's interesting to me, then, if it is, because it's like, I thought mm. that was that's fairly popular. Yeah, yeah. Of course, they've had some trouble. They've had a trouble to launch, so there's that too. I don't know. I don't keep up with that one. Next nugget here. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Sifu, Final Fantasy XIV, Dying Light 2, Atlas Fallen, Daymare 1994, Sandcastle, Baldur's Gate 3, Terraria, Conan Exiles, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, 
Payday 3, Armored Core 6, Cyberpunk 2077, Quake 2, The Elder Scrolls Online, and Assassin's Creed Mirage. So if you've been waiting for some new content or fixes, check those out. Also, EA Sports released 10 minutes, Travis, of WRC gameplay this week, featuring a look at multiple weather conditions on the courses, and apparently it's looking pretty good. Yeah, it looks good. If you if you uh, pull it up and watch it, you'll notice the very first uh, stage they're on. They're on like a snowy stage, and the guy gets a dog shit launch completely. Like his timings are terrible. Anyway, huh. no, it looks really cool. It it's hard to say from just watching, you know, but it looks like yeah. the asphalt physics are actually a lot better. That was one of the criticisms of um, dirt rally was like oh, the tarmac. Yeah. The tarmac wasn't great. Um, the gravel is like fucking phenomenal. Like it was so predictable and it felt really good when you were driving. So hopefully they get both of those right. But yeah, they showed like some mixed, um, you know, mixed, whatever you want to call it. Um, mixed surface courses going from gravel to tarmac and back and forth. So I think it looks actually, it looks stellar. Um, and if you, if you watch it and if you've played any of the rally games though, but like the call outs they're making are a lot better this time, you know, it's like small Mm -hmm. jump into large jump and it's showing you, shows you at the top if you keep those turned on it gives you a little bit of like you know you see the little ramp and everything and it's right like it's so much more detailed than dirt rally because sometimes they'd be like five long and then i would just be like i'm still turning i'm still turning and then like all of a sudden i'd hit a narrow (laughs) bridge and i'm like where the fuck did that come from right Uh, right. but it seems like it's better now so i'm definitely excited for it website kamatsu reported that sci-fi base building survival game the altars from 11-bit studios will launch for ps5 in 2024 this game looks fucking dope all we got was yeah dude this looks insane this we we pretty much just got a cinematic trailer for it you should look it up it's very cool there the 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 gist of it is that this guy um, i think his name is jan or john perhaps um he he keeps cloning himself uh to be able to have help building up his base and surviving and every clone that he makes of himself has a different personality uh, different goals, different skills. So, like, you might he might clone himself, and and he's a he's a botanist. Uh, you know, he might clone himself, and he's good with you know crafting or whatever the fuck. So, uh, very very keen for this. Very keen for this indeed. Also, psychological horror game Stray Souls will launch for PS4 and PS5 on October the twenty fifth. Wizard Academy co op roguelike adventure game Spells and Secrets will release for PS5 on November the 9th. First-person spider-hunting game Kill It With Fire 2 announced that it will get a four-player co-op campaign and a PvP mode called Spider Hunt. Spider Hunt. It will come to PS4 and PS5 next year. And I think I think it'll have a VR mode as well. If I remember not interested. Could not be less interested in VR mode than that shit. <laughs> come on, let's do it. Adventure platformer Worldless has been delayed from October the 4th to November the 21st on PS4 and PS5. Adventure game Kingdom 80's Summer of Greed will launch for PS5 on October the 16th. Open world action RPG Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon will release for PS5 in late 2024. Turn-based strategy RPG Spellforce Conquest of EO, I guess that's how you say that, will launch November 7th for PS5. First-person environmental thriller The Forest Cathedral will come to PS5 on October the 31st. Dark Fantasy first-person shooter Graven will launch for PS4 and PS5 on January 23rd. Boomer Shooter Postal Brain Damage will launch launch for PS4 and PS5 later this year. 
What, uh, do does this mean we shoot boomers? <laughs> Not quite. It's like Doom. Imagine like Doom, something like that. Oh, that's okay. That's a lot less dark than I imagined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roguelite first person shooter Gunhead will release for PS5 on November the 8th. A Boy and His Blob Retro Collection is coming to PS4 and PS5 on October the 17th. Atari announced a reimagining of 1980 shooter Berserk called Berserk Recharged, and it's releasing later this year for PS4 and PS5. Calypso Media announced a real-time tactical action game Commando's Origins for PS5, and it will launch sometime next year. It's set during World War II. Looks pretty cool. Dark Gothic Metroidvania game The Last Faith will launch for PS4 and PS5 on November the 15th. That can't be right. The Lose the lose, lose Legends of Redwall? I don't know what that is. The Lose Legends of Redwall, the Scout Anthology, was announced for PS4. It's got to be The Lost Legends, right? I don't know. Anyway, it was announced for PS4 and PS5, and it's launching December the 1st. It could also be Loose Legends. Could be. And finally, Travis Gamatsu reported that Bandai Namco Entertainment has filed a trademark in the United States for Sparking Zero. Bandai Namco announced a new entry in the Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi series earlier this year, so this could be related to that for all you fucking nerds out there. And uh, that's all for the news this week. I'm going to turn it over to Travis now for this week's new games. On the second, we have Billiken's Folly and Trepang 2. On the third, we have Diorama Dungeon Crawl. Okay. Or it could be Dung on Crawl, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, we also have Disgaea 7, Vows of the Virtuous, mm-hmm. Pixel Rip 1995. I feel like there's a thousand Pixel Rips. There are many. Project Wingman Frontline 59, Scorn, Survivor, Castaway. You can play as a volleyball. Uh, Synergia, Waltz of the Wizard. On the fourth, we have Dino Break. On the fifth, we have Assassin's Creed Mirage, Bang on Balls Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Cricket 24, Official Game of the Ashes. That's Cricket right there. Uh, Knight versus Giant, The Broken Excalibur. Lord Winklebottom <laughs> investigates. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. NHL twenty four. Uh, Sword Art Online. Last recollection mm. or recollection. Mm. Good point. I have no idea. S- Sunshine Manor. I think we talked about that one last week, right? It's you. You manage an old folks' home. <laughs> and then uh. the sisters two road to fame. So obviously, Assassin's Creed is the biggest, and. Um, I would assume cricket's going to sell really well in like Australia. Oh, of course. India. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in NHL maybe on a sell because I, I like I think yeah. Chell's fun to play. Um, yeah, sure. I need to know what Lord Winklebottom is. I I wish you would have reviewed it. Yeah, it's. Um, I saw something about this earlier today. It's. I don't know. You should just look it up. <laughs> uh, Bilkin's Folly though is supposedly pretty good. It's a like a puzzle adventure game. The animation looks really good. It's only twenty dollars. Uh, you're you're like oh, a shit. Okay, what's Lord Winklebottom is a nine out of ten on Steam. Oh um, shit! <laughs> it's a point and click adventure featuring a dashing giraffe detective, and it's in the nineteen twenties. Oh, you're buying that hundred percent. This is amazing. Why would I? Why don't I own this? You're gonna buy that hundred percent. I already know. Uh, let's see here. Trepang Two is a like a it's it's like Fear. It's like a first person shooter horror game that's supposedly uh, reviewing pretty well. 
Uh, let's see here. I've got this other animals in suits. I, the fucking biggest <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Mirage, of course, is the biggest game. Uh, I did review it for Gaming Nexus. I gave it an 8 out of 10, which is good for us. And if you're a fan of the classic stealth formula Assassin's Creed games, you'll find a lot to like about it. You know, doesn't do a whole lot story-wise. You, you, you know, you've heard the story before. We've, we've been there before. Uh, but in terms of gameplay, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, the other thing is Bang on Balls Chronicles. Don't sleep on that one. It sounds stupid, but <laughs> apparently uh, that game is excellent. As a matter of fact, our editor-in-chief at Gaming Nexus gave it a 10 out of 10. And uh, it has a 97% on Steam. So uh, definitely don't sleep on Bang on Balls Chronicles. Weird name, but apparently a very good game. It's like a 3D action platformer thing. So I did buy it. It's on sale at launch for uh, 20 bucks on PlayStation Store. So uh, keen to check that out. Yeah, that's it for the new games this week. Let's start to wrap the show up here, Travis, like we always do, by discussing what we've been playing and anything we're looking forward to. What's on your mind? Uh, I'm looking forward to War Hospital whenever it decides to exist. I can't <laughs> wait for that. Yeah, I feel like that's a December game now. That just seems like it's something December to me. Yeah, so the WRC footage got me excited. So that's, I think, at the end of the month. Again, I'm going to let it come out and see how it how it rates and see some more actual like streamers play it. But um, definitely in on that. It looks like a lot of fun. What is it? Uh, WRC. Oh, oh, gotcha. All right. Yeah, so I played uh, played some FIFA this week. Um, just roll, rock and rolling with it. I like the new coaching system. And like I was telling you, I like the pregame stuff where you, you know, the training streamlined. I like that a lot better. And I can... Um, you know, scout the other team out and the scouting is actually pretty useful because like I told you, like um if I play teams that are like super press on the ball, like mm-hmm. my team is a league one team and we're just not my guys aren't that talented. So if I play a team that is like over aggressively pressing, it's very difficult for me to I can't like skill by people because I don't have the ratings are terrible. So I basically have to pass my way around and like use strategy to beat them i can't just beat a dude off the dribble so uh, that's a nice touch because like you know speed still kills in the game like it always does like if i just put some flat out fast dudes you know you know i'll still get a i'll still get a cheap goal or two just because they're fast but it's it's more difficult so um i do like that that it's it seems more realistic in that way i'm, I'm enjoying that did i play did i talk about the platinum i got last week <laughs> or is that this week yeah, I think we did talk about it because I didn't believe that you'd actually gotten a platinum on one of those cheap ass nonsense, whatever I am bread games, whatever the fuck it was. Stroke of the year. Sounds like you're jealous. Mm-hmm. I think I only played FIFA. Yeah, I don't remember doing anything else. I'm I'm yeah. looking forward though to the new Battlefield. Hopefully, payday's fixed. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll find out about payday this weekend. Uh, you know, see if they're they're if they're telling the truth or they're just talking some shit or what. And uh, yeah, I played NBA 2K24 kind of on and off this week. Mostly played Assassin's Creed Mirage for uh, my review. Uh, I, I played it in total for about twenty five ish hours, something like that. And which, like I've talked about on the show, is perfect. That's really the sweet spot. Uh, you know, like fifteen to twenty really is is the absolute best. But uh, you know, that that's probably what I probably spent twenty on the main story and a few more hours on just side stuff and whatever. So uh it's a you know, it's a good game. 
I would recommend it, especially like I said earlier to fans of the old formula of the series. It's hard. It's just so hard to see us getting more games like that in that mold going forward, but maybe not. Maybe we will. We'll have to see. Uh, things I'm looking forward to, like you said, Payday, definitely the new Battlefield update on, uh, would that be Tuesday? And I'm also hoping that uh, X Defiant is, get it, gets dated this week. There's rumors out there that it launches October the 17th, but uh, they've been pretty quiet. So who knows what's going on with that? But uh, yeah, that's it. So it's it for me. It's it for you. It's it for the show. We'll get out of here now. Again, if you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe to get a new episode delivered every Monday. Also, if you can leave us a rating or review, it's very helpful as well. A like or comment on YouTube uh, would be appreciated indeed. And uh, don't forget to find us on social media. On X, we go by at the DualSense Pod, but we're also on Threads, Instagram, and Facebook. Our website is thedualsensepodcast.wordpress.com. So please find us, hit us up, chat some PlayStation with us. We'd love to hear from you. We'll get out of here now. Thank you, as always, for listening. Have a great week, and we'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.